Hello, and welcome to episode 213 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Well, Henny, yes. I have to, okay, I've been busting a gut having to tell you this. Okay, I know, uh, because is it the thing that you like hinted at a while ago? The one where I said that someone thought I looked like someone? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm at, I'm at my friend Wanda's house on Monday night. Okay. And she had to do a walk around the condo property. And so her uh, fellow board member, mm-hmm. condo friend, comes into the house. And so Wanda says, oh, Elizabeth, this is my friend Sandy. And um, she's like, oh, I've heard so much about you. She goes, oh, Anne Murray. Anne Murray? No. I was like, no. Uh, she goes, you look just like Anne Murray. Okay, that is no. not a compliment. I'm sorry. I'm any Anne Murray fans out there? Okay, but I'm 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 pulling up a picture right now <laughs> just to make sure that what I have in my head is yes, this is who I'm thinking of in my head. Mm-hmm. And spread your tiny wings and fly away. Okay. <laughs> so okay, so Sandy. There are a few pictures uh, here of Anne Marie where mm-hmm. her hair is quite short. Yeah. And so like maybe the haircut is sort of similar. Yeah. But you don't look at all but but it's not even because even when her hair is short, it's all the same length, so it's like a little ball whereas your hair is like uh shorn on the sides, right? Like yeah. and it's longer on the top. No. No. This this face is not your face. She's also seventy seven. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I was like, "Well, you that's also a, that's a first. <laughs> you also don't look seventy seven. Okay, Sandy, when you were a kid, did uh-huh. you look your age or did you look younger or older? Oh, oh, I think I I, I don't know. I. Hmm, I don't know. I, I would not. I did not look younger. You did not look younger. No, no, I did not look younger. Yeah. Not like okay. I think of like Alexandra, you know, who's 24, who looks like 19. Mm-hmm, no. mm-hmm. That wasn't you. Mm-mm. No, that wasn't me. Not at all. Okay. But it is now. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> but it is now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas me the opposite it was the opposite no I mean I never looked younger when I was when I was I was very tall as a kid like I'm not tall now as an adult but I was this height as a as a kid like as a 12 year old Uh. I was this height so um yeah so I I so people always thought I was older than I was as a kid but I think because of my height and Mm -hmm. then as I got older I just looked older I guess (laughs) so people always think that I'm older than I am yeah. Which is fine. I mean, whatever. It doesn't really has never really bothered me. But but if someone said that I looked like a 77-year-old, maybe I'd be like, mm, don't love that so much for myself." I don't, don't love that. I just I just didn't love that so much. No, but uh <laughs> anyway. Maybe that just has something like Usually, you know, like when people say things like that, it always has more to do with them than it does to do with you, you know? Mm. So like maybe 
she is just like an Anne Murray stan, you know, like she just <laughs> loves an Anne Murray and she likes, you know, saw all the things that she loved in your face. Maybe. <laughs> but I think she could tell by the look on my face that I was not impressed. Oh, really? Oh, no. I, I tilted my head like this. Yeah. <laughs> I no. said, I often get Jamie Lee Curtis, but. Uh, did you say that to her? I did. Yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. That's a first. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, anyway. Anyways, anyways. Okay. And the second thing. Yeah. So, you know, this is like I've been in Canada almost two weeks. But anyway, so I my mom's birthday was on Wednesday and she wanted, I said, what do you want to do? And my mom liked, always loved to go just across the border to like Niagara Falls, New York, Military Road, do some shopping and, mm-hmm. you know, just a couple of like discounty stores. Okay. Mm-hmm. We go to Big Lots. We went to Hobby Lobby. We went to Burlington Coat Factory. Uh, and then we went to Applebee's for lunch, which I had, I have to tell you, I had a very good salad at Applebee's. I was oh. I was pleasantly surprised. I had the Oriental uh, chicken salad. It was chicken fingers cut up on top, and it was um, very, very good. So I am a sucker for a chicken finger. So yeah. especially, oh. especially if it's on a salad. Yeah. So so kudos to them. It was delicious. Okay. Okay. Anyway, anyway. So after we're in, we're in a Hobby Lobby, and then I, I'm. We, and I wanted to be back in Canada at 4.30. So, okay, fine. So my mom says, oh, I just wanted to run into Walmart for something, to look at something. And I said, oh, okay. So we come out of Hobby Lobby. And she goes, oh, we don't have enough time. And I said, no. If I said, we can go in. What is it you're looking for? Well, I wasn't going to tell you. Uh-oh. I'm like, okay. And I said, well, what? She goes, um, for those weight loss gummies. Oh, no. I couldn't hold back. <laughs> because then she goes, well, Oprah takes them. Oh, no, Sandy. Mom, Oprah does not take them. Yes, she does. And I, I said, first of all, Oprah never puts her name or associates on anything that she is not directly involved in. She has made that a hard and fast rule. Mm-hmm. No. I said, Mom, that is fake news going around the internet. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. And I so said, you she, know how you lose weight? Don't eat the junk you're eating. Yeah. Oh no. I was, I was like, she knew because she already, she did. That's what she yeah. said. Yeah. No. And I said, Mom, if if you could lose weight eating a gummy, don't you think I'd be eating gummies out my yin yang? Well, this is the thing. Like, don't. Wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we <laughs> all be eating the gummies? You know. Uh-huh. I know, but but you know what, Sandy? It's funny because in the in. In the last month or so, my my mother has also become obsessed with this idea of these keto gummies. And no, I'm, and I'm like, Mom, it's not a thing. And like my 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 <laughs> yeah. sister is much more blunt yeah. than I am, especially yeah. maybe not in like all areas of life, but yeah. when talking to my mom for sure. Yeah. And she's like, Mom, it's not even a thing. And I'm like, okay. But like, and this is like, and so my mom's like, okay, but you know, I, I'm just, you know, she, I mean, she's frustrated because she's carrying weight that she, that she doesn't want to be carrying and it's impacting her like pain level on, on joints. And so she wants to remove the weight and like, and I get it, you know? And so she, she feels like she's making 
great food choices and not losing weight. And so, and so, and that's frustrating. I get it. Uh, it is frustrating. It is if, frustrating if, when if you, it's indeed true. Correct. <laughs> it's frustrating when you think you're doing all the right things and the weight is not coming off. I get it. Yeah. But like like you said to your mom like if if these gummies were actually a thing that were proven to help you lose weight and they were safe and they were effective like every well i mean i was going to say every single person on this planet would be taking these gummies that's a little bit of hyperbole but yeah. but you know what i mean like like it the the truth of the matter is there is no quick fix well you mom said what because they don't sell them in canada I said, and do you know why? Well, that's it. Like, there must be a reason for that. Yeah. And so I have I wanted to know what the name of them was because I don't know. But anyway, now I've just pulled up, uh, I, I Googled it, and Oprah officially had, in November, put a kind of a formal mm. thing saying, I am not connected to these. Yeah, it said she shared a short video setting the record straight. She said, so it happened to me again today. Oh, she has 21.6 million followers. A woman came up to me and said, can you help me get your weight loss gummies? And I said, ma'am, I don't have anything to do with weight loss gummies. And let <laughs> me tell you, you're the fifth person this week to mention it. So I'm going to have to address it. Wow. Yeah. It's so... It, I mean, this whole debacle, there's so many parts of it that are like ripe for a conversation because the the one part is how easy it is to make people believe the most outrageous things you know yep. because because information is at our fingertips and so any information that people want you to believe they they push it to you you know mm -hmm. and and we know that technology is getting smarter and smarter and smarter and so the the type of information it's targeted to you yep. based on other things you've talked about looked at you know searched mm -hmm. for whatever you know so mm -hmm. so you are getting all of the information that you know quote unquote they want you to be getting whether or not it's right like it's yeah. so easy to be duped you know mm -hmm. so that's the one part of it the other part of it is you know there are so many people who are so desperate to lose weight and an easy fix just sounds so great yeah but as we've said a hundred times there is no easy fix yeah yeah you know the the quote-unquote easy fix is eat foods that make your body feel good yeah <laughs> you know like like that's the 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 the, the you know quote-unquote in you know the easy in air quote uh fix and and it's it's funny because sometimes it feels easy and sometimes it does not yeah, it's true. That's right? True. Like I like I'm in a current moment of my life where it feels easy, but like six weeks ago I was not. You know, yeah. like it and like what's the difference? I don't know what the difference is. You know, like it just sometimes it just feels like, okay, you're in a bit of a routine and you're doing what you're doing and and then other times it just it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Sheesh. I mean that, but 
I mean, they also just just when it, it feels easier than in other times, but it's also that sometimes you're eating like you know really clean, like really well. I don't want to say clean because I don't like that. That's bad. Yeah. Um, just really well, and you feel really good about the choices you're making, and then your weight either does just it, it starts moving up and you're like yeah. what and then other times you feel like you're eating things like th- things that are out of your normal routine of things mm-hmm. and then your weight stays the same I don't yeah. get it yeah yeah and so and so then it because we know it's all a mind game so yeah. then the game becomes okay so I can eat these things that are yeah. outside of my normal eating yeah. pattern and not gain weight. So then, then for me, I'm like, so let's eat more of it. Yeah. Let's find yeah. more places to put it in, you know? And then, yeah. you know, you know, fast forward to like, poof, you're up 40 pounds and you're like, <laughs> how did that even happen? <laughs> I mean, not that I ever ask how that happened. I know exactly how it happened, but, yeah. but it starts with those little bits, right? Yeah. Where you're like, oh, because the number is not a direct representation of the food that's going in your body. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's the real trick. Yeah. The other thing is that those things that are not in your normal pattern of eating, when you start having them more frequently, they actually, they do become your regular pattern of eating. eating. Exactly. Find something else that is outside of that pattern of eating and then like that's that's how it slowly sort of creeps in and 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 then spirals out of control (laughs) yeah because currently I mean I've been here two weeks yeah and I've eaten I mean weirdly you know I mean I think I've eaten it you know you know where I've eaten my lunch a lot of times on the I've gone to Wendy's because that's like I'll if I'm out and I'm, I'm thinking oh I didn't have anything I'll go to Wendy's and I get a small chili yeah you know, and maybe a side, a Caesar salad with it yeah. or whatever. I have, to, yeah. I have to say, sorry to interrupt you, but I'm I'm really into the apple pecan salad from Wendy's these days. Okay. I think because it's got a little bit of blue cheese. And for yeah. some reason, I'm really into a little bit of blue cheese these days. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> I think like as a kid and even as a young adult, I was like, ooh, blue cheese. No, but I'm telling you, like, I love a little bit of blue cheese. Okay. And so, and the the dressing is like a pomegranate vinaigrette. Okay. Which is really quite, like, for a, like, a pre-made dressing, yeah. it's really quite nice. Okay. Anyway, continue. Okay. So, your Wendy's chili. Yeah, so, and which, and that's fine. But I have eaten breakfast out a few times, like, maybe mm. three times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And really enjoyed it. And I've had the bacon and the little potatoes and, you know, the whole bit because, you know, that's kind of the places I like to go when I'm having a breakfast. Um, But my weight has basically stayed the same. It's exactly the same from the first day I was here. But And it's been two weeks, but it's always been like, okay, but it's going to catch up. And the first couple of days I had like my birthday and my son made me that delicious carrot cake. So I had a piece that night and then I took leftovers home and we had it again the next night. Okay. Okay. Then it was his birthday and I made him that delicious. I was so impressed with myself. That peanut butter, if anyone needs a peanut butter icing, this recipe 
is so bloody one easy and it was so good not overly sweet not grainy feeling Ugh. peanut buttery and and it uh uh yeah so the, the the yummy chocolate cake with the peanut butter icing and and then and all of the reese's products yes. sprinkled on top the reese's pieces the reese's yeah. cups like yeah. all of it yeah. yeah yeah and then i had four cupcakes and i those were for my mom for her birthday and so she got the same peanut butter icing and all of the yummy stuff on the top of it mm. what yeah, you're ahead. saying uh was just about the fact that you're eating all of these things that are you know out of the norm and so you're waiting to see like that number is going to go up eventually the number but mm -hmm. it hasn't yet yeah and then for me i am I was so pleased with myself last year for finally like removing the the weight that I'd gained at the beginning of the quarantine. And like, I was back under my goal weight and I was feeling so great. And then from like December to, you know, March, put it all back on again. And so, you know, so frustrating. And so for like April and you know, April and May, especially, like, I really have been like, okay, I, I, I'm not happy with how this is going. I'm not happy with how I'm eating. I'm really frustrated with, with how my body feels. Like I need to get back to my goal weight because I just, I just feel so much better when I'm there, you know? Yeah. And so I've been like the last month, especially like I've been really, focused on making the very best food choices that I can and and making them consistently and like really really feeling good like feeling like pride about it because I feel good about what I'm doing for myself but also just feeling good like just yeah. feeling better like you you just do feel better when you're eating better you know yeah. mm -hmm. and then like earlier this week like like my weight was going up and I was like, how is this possible that my weight is going up when I'm doing truly, truly like drinking so much water, eating so many vegetables, like eating lean proteins, you know, starting my day off with, you know, with, um, you know, with my overnight oats that are like protein packed, like, you know, in, like having some healthy fats along the way, like just really, really doing everything that I can. And, but then, you know, now, like as the week has progressed, like my weight's gone back down again. So it, it just, it, it's, it, it, your, your weight does what it does. Yeah. And you just have to really tap into what is making me feel good. And I got to stick with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know, but it's hard, but it's hard. It's hard it in the hard. moment. It's hard in the moment because every time, well, it's this whole like idea, like the psychology of effort, right? It's this whole idea that I've made one change you know, I should, you know, see immediate results and it should mm -hmm. be an incredible result, you know? And it's like, yep. well, it doesn't, it doesn't really work like that, you know? Like just because you perceive that you're putting a lot of effort into something doesn't mean that it's going to turn out exactly the way you want. Like, I just think of like other things like, 
I don't know, think of, you know, a skill that you're trying to learn, you know, and like, like you're trying really hard to like learn a language or you're trying really hard to, you know, like learn how to, you know, hit a golf ball or like whatever it might be, you know, you could put a lot of effort into doing that and never really get any better. It's true. You know, That's very true. And, and other people could put the same amount of effort in and become, you know, Olympians, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, that's a little also, hyperbole, but, <laughs> but like, but truly like you, you know, it just because you're trying hard, first of all, sometimes you think you're trying harder than you are. Yeah. But also just because you're trying hard doesn't mean that the, the perceived result that you have like created, the imagined result you've created in your head is going to be your result. Mm-hmm. And, and it definitely isn't going to happen, you know, an hour after you've tried something. That's true. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just oh, challenging. Mm-hmm. Frustrating. Mm-hmm. But you just gotta yeah. keep doing it, I guess. I know. Okay, so I've just looked up what the the first the two major ingredients for keto gummies. Okay. Okay. Apples tell me. Apple cider vinegar apple cider vinegar. <laughs> Amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and beta hydrox hydroxy butrate. Okay. Beta hydroxy BHB and ACV. Okay. They're believed, two ingredients that are believed to contribute greatly to weight loss effort. Right. It sounds like a lot of BS. Sounds like a lot. So you want to know the side effects? Diarrhea. Yeah. Oh, diarrhea is probably on the yeah. list. <laughs> it's number one. Headaches, mm-hmm. fatigue, and stomach discomfort. So really what these gummies are, are... Like a diuretic of some sort. <laughs> yeah, I would assume so. Or yeah. yeah, it's it sounds like it's the same type of side effect that you get when you eat too many like um oh, of those like smart sweets. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All kinds of warnings here about them being scam, 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 scam. Well, because when something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. Oh my goodness, mom. And so did she end up looking for them or no? No, because we didn't stop. Okay. Okay. Because she thought she could, she said, I'm just going to run in. She was just going to run in on her own, you see, and she was going to buy them. But then I was going to do it on the sneak. Sneaky. It was a little sneaky tack. Yeah. Gotcha. A little little sneaky buy. But um, yeah. (laughs) Oh boy. I'm assuming you can buy them and can't like you must maybe maybe just not the brand she was looking for and it probably was like can you buy I don't even know that's like keto gummies yeah I wish I I wish there were an easier solution for people for me for all of us like there just there just isn't yeah they actually say apple cider vinegar keto apple cider vinegar gummies they all say right on them they're apple cider vinegar I'll tell her, if you want to do that, then just drink some apple cider vinegar. Yeah. With the mother. Well, that, that won't be <laughs> good, though. With, with the mother. <laughs> yeah, of course, with the mother. You need that. You need that yeah. in there. Yeah, hence our episode a couple of weeks ago about. Exactly. Call back. I like it. About Bragg's <laughs> apple cider vinegar and the mother. 
uh, and all the bullshit about that too. Yeah, so mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So I was listening to. Um, okay. Uh, this is fine. No, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm fine. Know. Everyone's fine. You can How be, to be fine. How to be fine. <laughs> How to be fine. Did you listen? Did you this listen is to fine. This? You're fine. I'm We're fine. all fine. fine. <laughs> um, and uh, okay. anyways, it was a, it was about, I, I was like, huh, what is, what's an, do you know what it, an almond mom is? Okay, no, and I haven't listened to the episode, so I saw the episode come up, and I was like, an almond mom? What the heck? Anyway, no, I have not listened. Tell me, tell me about okay. it. Okay, so an almond mom, no, there was a better description here. I wanted to. So many, there was something else that they had on one of their podcast titles that I was like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. So, I mean, an almond mom is a mom who is a little bit bought into diet culture. A bit of it okay. has a little bit of an obsession with healthy eating, with her body image, with her daughter's body image. Mm. Maybe a little bit of an obsession with fitness, but it tends mm -hmm. to veer on the side of overdoing it. Okay. Gwyneth Paltrow has been accused of being an almond mom. Yes, but the person, it says the term was used to describe Yolanda Hadid. Okay. For controversial advice to her daughter, Gigi. Oh, Gigi Hadid is a model. Yes. So it says when supermodel Gigi Hadid was 17, she called her mom because she wasn't feeling well. I'm feeling really weak, Gigi told Yolanda. I, I had like half an almond. Yolanda told Gigi in response, have a couple more almonds and just chew them really, really well. And so that's what an almond mom is. It's like, oh, yeah, that's where the, so that's where the, the term has come from. Correct. This idea of uh, a woman who is c quite concerned about healthful eating and fitness and like weight, I yeah. would imagine, but then also not just a woman who's concerned about that for themselves, but someone who is then also passing that information along purposely yeah. to, to a daughter. Yeah, it says uh, they tip, tip, almond moms typically take pride in eating a restrictive diet. These parents focus heavily on clean eating in quotations mm -hmm. and steer their own children away from birthday cake, pizza at parties. They may right. also have a strict exercise regime and a narrower, narrower view of which foods are healthy in quotations mm -hmm. that many other, than many other parents do. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think it's very hard for parents mm -hmm. in general period <laughs> but I think when it comes to food in particular and feeding yeah. their children I I think it's really I think it's a real challenge because because as you feel I think and I don't want to put your feelings you know I don't want to tell you how you feel but I I think I think this is true to say that that you often feel that that nothing that you did or do was right, but also nothing that you did or do like could have been like if you yeah. had done or did something differently or do something differently now, that's also not going to be right, you know, yeah. and, and I really feel that way with parents, particularly when it comes to food, because there are so many 
differing views about what you should or shouldn't do. And there's so much pressure to do certain things or to, to not do certain things. And then there also is like the world that we live in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in, mm-hmm. in the world that we live in, it, it just seems ludicrous to me to, you know, not like to not permit your child to have pizza, for example, or to yeah. not permit your child to have birthday cake. But then I also understand that, you know, especially, especially as a parent with young children, you know, you are ultimately for the most part responsible for the things that they put in their mouths. So like if, if you are presenting them with certain types of food, that's what they're going to eat. So like, uh, it's a, it's a real, I, I don't, I don't really know where I stand on this situation. I, I mean, I, I, well, I do where I stand is as a parent, you do the best you can. Yeah. That's it. But, you know, yeah. like, and, and I mean, and because there are so many other things to it, like there's the pressure of society. There's also the financial part of it, right? Like what mm-hmm. is affordable and what is not affordable, you know? And, and I mean, and then there's, you know, there's the other part of like, you know, what, can you do and say as a parent to try and you know help your children eat in a way that is healthy for them without being um, forceful, without being um, like putting like ascribing shame to their behavior, without you know making them feel bad about what they're doing, you know, like it. It's, it's a real, it's a real trick. Like I, I, I mean, but, but here's the, but here's the added thing, honey, is because then you have, you know, um, adolescents who are with their friends, but their friends also may have uh, parents who are influencing and telling them things, which they believe to be true because that's what their parents are telling them. It's Mm -hmm. that, that then start questioning the things that your kids are eating or Mm -hmm. other kids are eating, which is confusing because now my friends, parents have said this, you know, and, and then that's where it gets really muddled. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, um, it's, I mean, it's, it's tough. It is tough to be a parent, to see your child struggling. And when I say struggling, I mean that there are, they're being bullied, they're being, fat shamed their comments are made about their weight and not and then if you have also been a if you're a parent that has also experienced that as a kid Mm -hmm. it is heartbreaking and it's really hard to know what to say I mean I know what I did at the time is not what I would do today Mm -hmm. because I know better I know differently The, the other the other thing is it's, we get, pa- things get passed down to us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's, uh, I thought, heard someone reminded me of this. I heard on a podcast the other day was like, science isn't wrong. They just know better, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. something was as it was, but now we know differently. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that if you are doing something that your grandmother did, mm-hmm. Because that's the way, and it was the safe way to do it. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's the same, that we should be doing it the same way. Right. Here, and here's an example. 
I okay. was talking. I was talking about this with my mom the other day. We're okay. Talking about, we're talking about chicken. Okay. You should not wash chicken. My mom's like, no, it wasn't my mom. It was somebody else. But anyway, it's like, yeah, you should wash chicken. And we actually Googled it. Okay. And what did Google say? Google said that you have more risk of spreading that bacteria all over your kitchen because you put it down the sink, then you think you've rinsed it, you use the cloth, and then you've wiped it all over. So you have a, a, a greater risk mm -hmm. of spreading the bacteria than not. And because of manufacturing, the processing of it now, that the chicken is washed many, many times. More than when your grandmother got it, somebody was out back, yeah. slaughtered the chicken. Yeah. The grandmother actually plucked it. Yeah. Cleaned it. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, it's, it's a different scenario. Yeah. Yeah. And even the stuff that it's in, you know, you get that and it feels kind of slimy. Yeah. They're actually chicken proteins and stuff. It's, it's actually good stuff. Right. But I know it's, it feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's just, it's just interesting because at one point, yes, you had to because yeah. you could get sick. But now, no. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things like I just think of, you know, I see what students bring for lunch at school. Yeah, yeah. Know? And there are lots of there are lots of students who come to school with like a thermos full of like pasta and tomato sauce or, you know, some some thing that has you know, something that was made for dinner the night before and they've got the leftovers in their lunch. You know, that's it's very common. It's just as common to see a kid who's brought like a family sized bag of potato chips. Yeah. And that's their lunch. You know, and so then, you know, you, you look at that and, and, and the amount of candy and chip that comes to school is incredible. Like it is truly almost unbelievable. There's so much junk food that comes to school for lunch, you know, quote unquote. And, you know, there's a part of you that is like, what is happening? Mm. But then, you know, there's the other part of you that's like, but I mean, you don't know what's happening, right? Yeah. You don't know if this is the only food that's in the pantry mm -hmm. at home. You don't know if uh, whoever's at home made a beautiful lunch for the kid and the yeah. kid brought the bag of potato chips instead and <laughs> left the lunch at home. Mm -hmm. You know, like like you, you don't know, right? And so you, uh, you can't just make a snap judgment on on a parent for what they have done or not done because who knows right like yeah. these kids are especially the age group that I teach like these kids are they're doing whatever they want to do yeah like you know and so there's you know I, how much control is there from home I, I don't know that you know and so yeah. it's tricky but then you know and and so then this is the other thing that I see often is, you know, I'll see like kids, um, you know, if there's a kid, if there's a student who, who, you know, always has one particular item, then all of the other students are going there because they want that item. And so they want that item to be shared or they want, you know, and so then mm -hmm. like even that is a little weird to me, you know, because, okay, but why, like, first of all, if you really want that, I mean, why don't you have it, you know? And sometimes, mm. like, the kids will say, like, oh, my parents would never buy that, you yeah. know, and so I want that. Yeah. And so so then you get into this whole idea of, like, okay, well, this is what happens when we deprive kids of things. Yes. 
or when we deprive ourselves of things mm-hmm. is that then that becomes the thing that we obsess over because yeah. we want it, yeah. you know, whatever it might be, you know, but it's, oof, it's, it is a, it is a tricky thing to navigate Yeah, because you also don't want to make your, your kids feel bad for what they're, yeah. what they're eating or not eating or exactly, you know, oof, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky thing. So like, what is it that you're supposed to do? You know, I, I mean, I think, you know, as you have said before, like, I think, you know, especially with, um, you know, with things you've said or stories you've told about, you know, when you're out with your granddaughters, like, I think the thing you can do the most is just role model. Yeah. You know, um, you know, the food choices that you are making and not that you're making a big deal out of it. Not that you're, you know, and it sounds like with these almond moms, it's like, uh, you know, Oh, you know, look at, yep. look at how little I'm eating. Look how little yes. I'm taking look what I'm choosing. You know, it's not about that. It's just about, you know, he, you know, you know, being more of a, a subconscious, you know, model, right. Where you yeah. are just doing what you're doing and they, and the, the kids around you see what you're doing, you know, and, and, and hopefully they do what you do and, and take, take note of some of those things, you know, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. I looked, so the urban dictionary gives a good one. It says, it's a mom who's stuck in dieting culture. It actually says a white mom. Mm most typically a white mom who's stuck in dieting culture, who's the one who projects their fears of fat phobia on their kids. Yeah. The moms who thinks that she is doing good for her kids, but it's really causing trauma. It says the term originates from the real housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm. It's so interesting. I was like, almond mom, what is that? And then I'm like, ah, okay. That makes makes, makes sense. That makes makes sense. It does. It does make sense. Anyway, I, I, I I listened to that last night. Oh, I had to, I was like, Ooh, it's perfect. I'm talking to you today. Yeah, no, it's good timing. Um, yesterday I started, actually I started a book yesterday and it was the book that you got me for my birthday. And the book is called Attention Span, Mm -hmm. a groundbreaking way to restore balance, happiness, and productivity. And I'm about a quarter of the way into the book. Yeah. It's really great. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's, it's very much um, an academic who has written an Mm -hmm. academic book for lay people. So the language is easy to understand, but the structure of the book is very academic. Like it says, you know, at the, in the first three chapters, I'm going to talk about this. In the next three chapters, mm. I'm going to talk about that. Like, it's very, yeah. like, prescribed. But, I mean, I quite like that. And she's got she's got a lot of, like, little anecdotes and analogies peppered throughout what she's talking about and research yeah. studies that she, that she cites and things like that. Very, very interesting. The and so the whole goal of the book is really to say, here are the myths that we have been taught to believe about our attention, our focus, and technology in relation to those things. And then I'm going to tell you what is actually happening. Mm. And so each chapter is sort of focusing on you know, a different piece of information that you need to know about the way that your brain works or the way that attention and focus work. And 
you know, it's interesting that you were talking about, you know, that science, it's not that science is wrong. It's just that they learn more as they go. It's the same thing. Like even in her book, she said for a very long time, we believed this, and this is why we believed it. Now we've learned it's actually a little bit different, you know, and, and the mm-hmm. thing that the thing that she was talking about in that particular case was for a very long time, people believed that the the goal of any activity that you were doing was to be in what was called flow. Mm. And this idea that you were completely engaged in whatever the idea was, that everything else was going on around, like going around around you didn't impact you at all because you were so immersed in whatever act you were, whatever act you were doing. And she said, we've now learned that although that those moments are very important and that's a good way to be focused, that that's not the only productive, efficient, effective, or beneficial type of focus to have. Mm -hmm. So she talks about like different ways that you can be focused. And so she said, because actually she said in order to be in that instance of flow where you are completely engrossed in something, she said there has to be some sort of creative element happening. You have to be in the midst of creating something. And she said the, the truth of the matter is for many of us in our lives, like we're not engaged in work where we're creating and so she said we can't expect someone who who works a job that is not creating to to achieve that level you know like Mm. so she said we have to look at other types like other ways that we you know attend to things and focus on things so that Mm -hmm. was kind of fascinating the one thing that um, I wanted to share with you that was mind-blowing was this She's talking about uh, different things that happen with our attention. And one of the things she said is called mind wandering, obviously. Hmm. And so she said mind wandering in a strict sense is when people's attention is focused inward. So instead Hmm. of attending to whatever is going on around you, you're focused on like your own thoughts and ideas and whatever's going on in your head. And she said, it's so commonplace that people can spend between 25 and 50% of their thinking during waking hours, just mind wandering. Oh my God. (laughs) And like, so a quarter to half of your waking time, your, your mind is just thinking about random things inside your head. And that's where your focus is. Wow. Why is this important? And so she goes on to explain that the reason it's important to know that is because a lot of the conversation today is about, you know, people aren't focused because of all the external stimuli especially when it comes to technology, like you get a a notification, your attention is drawn, you get an email, your attention is drawn, like, you know, all like something flashes, your your attention is drawn to that. She said, okay, she said, yes, external stimuli breaks our attention and, and, and grabs onto our attention. But she said, internal, uh, like mind wandering, like an internal thoughts play just as big of a role. So she said, if you are trying to focus on something and you get distracted, sometimes it was something external that distracted you. Mm -hmm. 
oftentimes it's something inside your own head that has distracted you. Really? And, then, and then she gives like examples of things and like, and then you think about your own self, you know, like you think about when you were trying to do something and then like all of a sudden you remember it. Oh, but, but I really should do this. And then yeah. you this, like nothing happened around you to tell you that that's what you need to do. Exactly. Right? It wasn't like you got a phone call, you mm -hmm. know, it was just like you had this little thought in your head that was like, oh, but now I have to check this, you know, it's, yeah. it's really, it's really quite interesting. I, I'm just in the, like, I'm in the first um, half of the book still. So I'm, I'm, she's still sort of outlining the, you know, the groundwork, right? Like, you know, how does attention work? What is, what does it mean to be focused? What yes. does it mean to pay attention? You know, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to see sort of where she goes with it. And, right. and, you know, because the subtitle talks about, you know, restoring balance, happiness and productivity. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where she goes with that. But even like, she was talking about needing to have a balance of different types of focus so she said there there is the type of focus where you know you need to uh you really need to put all of your effort into focusing on something because you you might be engaged in it like it might be something that you're interested in being focused on but it also requires a lot of concentration and so mm -hmm. she said that is something that requires you know a lot of a lot of your power really to, right. to really focus on. She said, you can't do that all the time. You can't be that focused all the time. She said, you need other types of focus. You need, so then she gives examples of like rote activities. She said, you need a mixture of rote activities in with the real like challenging activities because you need to give your, it's almost like giving your brain a break. Yeah. You know, and she, and so, of course, I'm thinking about this in relation to, you know, what this looks like in a classroom, right? And how can you, um, you know, really ooh, schedule uh, like your activities and teach it like, and, ah. yeah, and capitalize yes. on the the students' focus by switching back and forth between the type yes. of focus you need them to have, right? Mm -hmm. So that was, it, it's been, yeah, it's been really, really cool. Yeah. Okay. But the, that, so that statistic mm -hmm. is frightening when you think about the people who are air traffic controllers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or yeah, exactly. Like anyone who has to maintain. A surgeon in, right? in eight hour surgery. Well, it's, okay. So, so James, my brother works as a lifeguard at yes. Canada's Wonderland. That. And they and those lifeguards they change their position like every 10 to 15 minutes they have to they're constantly moving to the next yeah. thing to do the next job to do like you know i i have to stand here now i have to stand here and i do this job now i go and sit here and i watch this part now i go and do yeah. this where i talk to these people like and they're and it's like every 10 to 15 minutes they're moving but yeah. that's why right because you because they're trying to they've created a system where they're trying to eliminate distraction yeah 
Yeah. Right. And even, and even like the type of job that they do, right? Like, so now I'm sitting on the guard chair and I'm watching the pool, but now I'm standing at the entrance gate, you know, welcoming people in like, and now I go and stand at the top of the line and only let one person in at a time, but now I'm back standing at the pool, you know? So, so even the type of thing that they're doing changes within their rotation right. and like very clever, very clever, right? Very clever. Yeah. But I mean, it has to be that way because otherwise you just completely zone out. Yeah. I know that. So this, what is the author's name again? Gloria Mark. Yes. And so she, if anyone's interested just in listening to her, because she was on an episode of Dax. Armchair Expert. Armchair Expert. Yeah. I, yeah. I heard her on that. Yeah. Yeah. Very I mean, the whole, that's why, you know, I was like, well, who would like this book? But I also want to read the book. But well, I'm, I'm trying to finish it now so that I can pass it on to you before you go home. <laughs> but, but it's, but she was, it's about um, uh, multitasking and how multitasking is, is, is bullshit, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. that's, so I literally, I just finished chapter three last night and chapter yeah. Or is the chapter on multitasking. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, but that's it, right? Like, we don't actually do two things at once. No. We switch our focus back and forth between two things. Correct. I mean, from what you've just, you've just said, maybe it is that we should, if we're going to do that, we need to think more about the things that the two things that we're going to be doing or the three things some of one of them is really we really need our concentration on and the other one is the one that gives ourselves a little bit of a break right mm -hmm. and it could I, be something as I mean for me the break part and is like now if I do a puzzle I honestly am not thinking about anything else yeah. like it is is amazing that it I don't have time to be like my mind racing while I'm looking for, and then two or three hours passes by. I mean, I would never, it's not something that I would thought that I would have enjoyed, but I actually yeah. enjoy it because then I'm yeah. obsessed with it. Cause I got to find that one piece that I've been looking for. And you yeah. walk away and you walk back and there it is. I'm like, how can that be? There's only like 20 pieces left here. And I was just, and like, I've been staring at them all. <laughs> I've been trying them all in that thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm, a lot of, a lot of the time, like when I've been reading, I've been thinking about my own practice in focus and attention as well. Yeah. And, and even like things, things that I know that I do that I'm now thinking consciously about, whereas before I just was doing them, you know, like, yeah. because, because for example, there are some things that I do where I'll listen to an audiobook, but then there are certain things that I'm doing that I can't listen to an audiobook and yes. so I'll put a podcast on instead. I'm the same way. Right. Yeah. And then, and then there are sometimes, there are sometimes that there are things that I'll do that I'll put music on, but then other times it needs to be quiet. Yeah. So like, and sometimes I've noticed also that if I'm working on something and I have music on, but then like, if I'm working on that same thing, but like it's later in the day, I can no longer have the music on. Like, Interesting. like I, I, because I'm, and she talks about your ability to focus as being similar to uh, pulling money out of a, out of an ATM. She said, you pull money out of an ATM and that's the amount of money you have. She said, and if you spend all of it on one item, uh, store, then it doesn't matter how many stores you go to afterward, you can't buy anything. Mm -hmm. 
And she said, sometimes you have to buy the expensive thing, but then you're done for the day. Unless, mm -hmm. she said, unless you go back to the ATM and you get more money. And so she said, you know, that's the same thing with focus. Like if you, if you spend all of your, your, your energy on one challenging task, then you're done. You need to do something to replenish that. And that could be doing a puzzle. Yeah. It could be going outside and getting fresh air. It could, yeah. like, you need something to, you know, to you need to go back to the ATM. You need something to replenish yeah. your cash, you know, the, the cash you have in your hand so that you can go back and spend some more. Yeah. And like all of that, it just makes so much sense, you know? Yeah, it does. So, so I wonder if that, that, is that what the, where the relationship is? Because, you know, and I remember that it was Amanda who said this in a, in a, WW meeting years ago is that we only have the capacity to make so many decisions in a day. And so that's why we need to make the, like when we're the, at our freshest, which is like mm -hmm. in the morning. And it's true because as the day wears on, you become fatigued mm -hmm. and you don't have the same amount of, of I'm assuming it's focus mm -hmm. and energy mm -hmm. to make a smart decision. It must be connected to that because right at the beginning of the book, she talks about, she said, focus is really three things. She's like, it requires, uh, I can't remember what the first, I can't remember the term she used for the first thing, but she said the first, the first part of focus is like, you know, being able to attend to something that you know needs to be needs that, you know, you need to be doing. Yeah. The second thing is orienting. So she said, your focus requires you to orient. So that means to put things into priority about what needs to happen and when things need to happen and what is the most important and, and you know, moving to the least. Mm -hmm. And then the, the third part is executive function and executive control. And she said, that's the part of your brain that needs to prevent other distractions. So she said, you really have three parts of your brain working when you're trying to focus on something. Hmm. And so I feel like the decision-making, that's, that's one of the, the three parts of focus, right? Like yeah. is, is having the ability to say, okay, this has to happen first. This, this can't happen until this happens. So, you know, so I have to organize this for, you know, like it's, it's that whole organizing yeah. schema that is important yeah and and amanda was it was in relation to if you've planned you know what you're having for food for instance for the day then you don't have to make that decision later when you might be just like oh i know this is what i want but i but now i just i just can't even think about having to prepare a meal because that would require me to concentrate maybe on a recipe to gather things and i just want to grab something fast but if mm -hmm. you've already done all of the legwork, so that that completely makes sense. I'm just thinking that this would be a good book for for my son, for Brock. Mm. But um, whether he would sit and read the book is one thing, but I think right. an audio book is another. Actually, yeah. it'd, be good. it'd be good. I mean, it, it sounds like it's good for anyone. It's yeah, I, I for really anyone. I really think so. Yeah, I really because because there there are so many real practical tie-ins right yeah to, depending on what your career is or you know if you're working with children or just you like navigating the world yourself you know for like sure. for sure 
Yeah. Not not only, yeah, not only that, because then you actually, I mean, you read the book, you have that information and then you share it with somebody else. Right. Yeah. Because there are so many things that require focus there. Okay. So this is the last thing I'll say and then, and then I'll be done, but I I'm interested to see like what else comes up in the book about, you know, cause this, you know, whether it's a myth or not about people not being able to attend to things for as long as they used to. And, and I'm, because while I think I can remain focused for, for some period of time, especially depending on what it is that I'm doing, I do notice like with, with students today, they don't. I mean, some, some students definitely have, have, have greater skill at, at focusing their attention on something than others. But um, with my classes this last week, this week, this week coming up, we've been, you know, we're all at different spots, but we're watching a movie. It's a film in, in French. So it requires a little more attention than an English movie for sure. But huge sections, it's the, the film is an hour long. It's not a long movie. It's an hour. There are huge sections of the film where there is no dialogue. It's just music and watching and it's cartoon. It's really like, it's really fun because it's like, a, there's a, like a mobster group and they kidnap the kid and there are guns shooting. Like, so like, it's, it's, it's not, you know, like, I don't know. It's, it's not like a little like, you know, childish kind of movie. Right. And so you would think there's stuff in it that would capture their attention. And there are funny moments like with the dog that always barks and then the owner always throws a slipper at him and he gets hit and like, and they laugh, you know, like it's so like, there's enough going on in the movie that you would think it's only an hour long. You should be able to attend to this. I'm going to say only a third of the students who have seen the movie so far have been able to maintain their, and we've watched it 35 minutes and then 25 minutes. So in two separate chunks, I would say only a third of the students who have seen it have actually been able to like sit and watch it. Mm. The other two thirds are on their phones, on their computers, talking to their neighbors, coming to ask me to go to the bathroom. Like this is a movie and it's fun. Like, and you can't even stay focused for this, you know? And, but I even heard a student the other day say to her friends, like, I can't sit through a movie, Hmm. you know? And so like, what is that about? Yeah. You know, I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, everyone must be able to sit and watch a movie, but if you can't even sit for 35 minutes to watch you know, a part of a movie, yikes, yeah. <laughs> you know, here we are, uh, you know, uh, tomorrow we're going on our walk with Steph Aru and I'll, I've been thinking, I've passed many Baskin Robbins and there, there was two times, once I was with Graham and Alexandra the other day and I thought, oh, maybe we'll just stop for like a one scooper and I'm like, no, no, that is dangerous. One first is dangerous. Do not do that. Second, I have to experience it with you guys. Yay. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm very, I'm looking forward to my two scoops in a waffle cone. One of them will be pralines and cream and the other one will be a surprise. I do not know okay. what I'm going to have. Okay. Um, I also was thinking about 
my ice cream cone yesterday and I was thinking one scoop will be mint chocolate chip and I don't know what the other one will be. <laughs> <laughs> but very, very excited. And we have a long hike planned. Yeah, it's going to be great. Well, Sandy, lovely to chat with you as always. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for getting up early. We've listeners, we started at 8 a.m. this morning. No problem. On a Saturday morning. I mean, it's not that early in comparison to what I'm used to doing, so it's all right. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. I know, I know. Anyways. All right. right. Well, thank you to everyone who is listening, and we will be back with you next week. Yes. Thank you for your attention. (laughs) Right? I mean, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they've tuned us out completely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. See you. Bye.